attention, please. Stop walking while I'm squawking. All aboard. Hi, everybody. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back. We're here. We're always here. Well, not always, but sometimes I'm replaced by another voice going, hello, 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 who I did just listen to that episode and listen to you all shame me on my merch love and popcorn bucket love. What? Uh, no. I'm uh, 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 talking. Kim and I know <laughs> that you love a popcorn bucket. We know that you love a merchandise. I think the viewers know, or the listeners know this information at this point as well. We razzed you a little bit. A little bit. But did I say this last week that I only walked away with two things? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you did. And they were both marathon related. A spirit jersey and a coffee mug. That's pretty good. I did good. I reined it in. I reined it in. And we suddenly came back from Disney with more money in the bank account than I thought we would. Well, I'll be. Okay, (laughs) Mr. Adam, how many spirit jerseys do you own? Ooh, okay. I have the marathon one from this year. I have the springtime surprise one from the race I did last year. Uh I've got a Disney World, a Disneyland, and a Disney Cruise Line one. So five. But... I now also have the Spirit Jersey tote bag that they're selling down there. And it's literally this giant tote bag uh-huh. made out the Spirit Jersey material with the same Walt Disney World logo on it. And apparently nobody's buying them because they were charging $50 for these things. <gasps> That's too much. I know. So on the last day of the trip, I went down to the store and they were suddenly half off. <laughs> <gasps> yeah. You so lucked out. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you really did. That's awesome. Yeah. Okay, so maybe about like four things, whatever. Okay. All right. Uh, well, guys, we're excited to be back. And today, you heard our last episode. We were trying, we were too ambitious when we started. We thought we were going to, <laughs> I think, talk about like three different major topics and reviews with Adam on his nine-day trip that he just completed, secretly 10-day trip. Instead, it turned into a hotel review only. So we're curious of your thoughts. You heard him talk about the contemporary Coronado Springs and the Swan Reserve. I got to tell you, I re-listened to the episode while we were editing it over here, and you've just really sold the Coronado Springs experience to me. So I'm telling you, Coronado Springs is... And I think in our Instagram post we put up today, I think you said, like, you'd be surprised. You may be surprised that it's not a deluxe resort that is quickly becoming my favorite resort. I'm telling you, Coronado, it's, it's something. It's not, and I do have to say, I think Dana was very politely saying Adam talked too much last week. And that's why we were too ambitious to try to get through everything. <laughs> yeah, it was Dana's polite <laughs> way of saying Adam doesn't know how to be quiet. <laughs> but, there was a lot to say. There was a lot to unpack from nine days. Slash 10. There was a lot to unpack. So today we're going to spend this whole episode talking about food. We're just going to review Adam's most recent sit-down dining experiences, some of his quick service, the stuff he ate at the different resorts. And I think we'll talk a little bit about what the parks looked like in general in early January during race week. But this is going to be a food review, folks. So strap in. Hopefully you're not hungry as you listen because you might be by the time this ends ends and then this will be kind of our part two of of your review yeah and i will say we went to some new places some old places we had highlights we had disappointments and so maybe i've got some uh, tips up there on where you should probably actually avoid on your next trip out there so let me just start with the parks and we'll just get this out of the way first the parks were busy it was wild like i 
could not believe how busy it was. We were there the same week last year for the marathon. Not as busy as it was this year. This year, it was just nuts. I mean, we're talking, we were at Hollywood Studios on a Friday. Yeah. And I think I sent you, didn't I send you a screen grab of the wait times? Yes. Like, everything was like a two and a half to three hour wait for everything at Hollywood Studios. It was wild. Just It was like Slinky Dog Dash was 135 minutes. Um, Tower of Terror was like 180. One of them was like 200 something. It was nuts. So all the parks were busy except for that Monday after the marathon when it was just Noah and I down there. Kurt had left and Noah and I were down there. The parks were empty. Like Animal Kingdom was empty. Magic Kingdom was empty. It was wild. Just the big difference. So you answered my question, which was, do you think it's the marathoners? And the answer is yes. It sounds like, I don't know if you felt like they were more crowded, but it sounds like they definitely were there, probably with their families and making a vacation out of it. Yes, but it wasn't like that last year for the marathon. And so I put my little journalist hat on and started asking some cast members some questions. And apparently because of when Christmas fell this year, last year, all the Florida kids were back to school. When we were down there for the marathon this year, because of when Christmas fell, that whole week, they were still out of school. So when we were down there for the marathon, all the kids were out of school still, which is interesting because they've now pushed the marathon back a week next year. So it'll be hopefully a little slower at the parks. Let me tell you who else you were battling there. This is my guess as we're talking about this. The California, especially the L.A. school district, was also still on break. They didn't go back until January 9th. Mm. So that whole week. It's a quite popular time. I had a lot of clients that were there while you were there, really from New Year's Day until the 15th of January. So still a very popular time. A few years ago, we went at the end of January, and we also found it to be really crowded. So January, maybe not a quiet time like we all expect it to be. It's because the weather is perfect. It barely rains. It's cool. You're not dying of heat exhaustion down there during January. Like January weather in Orlando is the best time to go. 100%. It's like perfect weather. Yeah. Anyway, so we did do all the parks multiple times. We ate in a lot of the parks. But I think should we back up and not go back to last week's episode, but we didn't touch on the dining we did at the resorts. Yeah, let's talk about your dining. So tell me what is at Coronado Springs, because you've already sold me on wanting to stay there. I want to now go eat there, too. Yeah, yeah. So they have tons of dining options at Coronado Springs. They have the bar, which I've talked about multiple times. It's in the lobby of the main building. Don't have to go back there, except remember, because you Disney Reserve, Knob Creek, Manhattan, On the Rocks. There's your plug. We've all told people to do that Mm. before. Do it again. You have to remember, Coronado Springs is this big convention resort. So they have like Rick's Sports Bar and Grill there, which is exactly what you think it is. It's like where all the bros who are there for whatever conference are going to go sit and drink their beer and watch their sport ball at that bar. Like that is why it's there. Uh-huh. So they've got that. There's a more of a higher end Mexican restaurant in the hotel as well. And then there's their quick service. Their quick service is some of the best hotel quick service I've been to. Great breakfast, great kids options, all the different things. It's quick. It's not like the insanity that like a all-stars quick service area is like from the value oh. resorts. It's a little toned back. That's good. And I think it's also toned back because there are other dining options at the resort. Not like the value resorts where you only have the quick service option. Yeah. So you have those other options. And just one of them. Right. There's only one at, at, at all-stars. <laughs> 
But the food is actually really good. They had usual like burgers and pizzas and stuff like that. But then they had some Mexican fare, those things as well. Some grab and go, all those different things that you want. A huge bakery selection with all kinds of pastries and donuts and all that good stuff. So we ate there often just for a quick thing. Breakfast there mm-hmm. was easy because you could just roll in there on your way out, get some eggs, get whatever you want. Some Mickey waffles for Noah. And that was always good. They also have their very fancy restaurant. The Tapas restaurant, Toledo's Tapas, on the top of the hotel. We ate there years ago. We didn't eat there this trip. Great place to go if you want to have Mm -hmm. a nice dinner. Probably wouldn't bring the kids. Where we did eat this trip was the Three Bridges Bar and Grill, which is what we've been wanting to try for the last few years since it opened. I've seen this. It's a little bar on the water, and you can only get there by walking the bridges into the middle of the lake, right? And when you stay at Coronado Springs, you walk those bridges a lot to get around that place. So, <laughs> so they built this restaurant with these bridges there in the middle of the lake. Mm-hmm. It's an all outdoor restaurant. The food is phenomenal. Mediocre price, like somewhere in between like a fine dining and a quick service. Kind of right there in the middle is what you're going to pay. It is no reservations. They open at 4.30. You have to show up at 4.30 and there is a wait list at 4.31. It is a popular, popular place because the views are amazing, especially as the sun setting over the lake. Like it's a really nice place to go. Incredible cocktails, incredible food. Again, more that like Southwest style food to it and also light, Mm -hmm. light, light on the Mexican, more Southwest or probably Tex-Mex more is what you're going to get there. But we just got some apps like we had guacamole and salsa. The guacamole is really good. They had a Mexican street corn, but done as a dip. That was phenomenal. Oh, yeah, really good. That sounds awesome. I watched Molly and her husband go there like last year in like a resort review video. This is the Mammoth Club mm-hmm. folks, and they got that corn dip thing. It was like, yeah, it was like elote street corn yeah. style, but in a dip form. In a dip. Awesome. Oh, my God. I think I got it because I saw that same video. Um, but mm-hmm. we each had burgers and they were really good, like actually really good burgers and really good steak fries. You give me a good steak fry instead of the little. Yeah, mm. it was great. It was a nice time. Good cocktails, good food, great view, great company. We had some good friends there with us when we ate there. So I would say 10 out of 10 on that one. So you said you had to like, there's no reservations, but there was already a line forming. What time did you get there if they open at 430? So we purposely got there at 4.30 because that night we had the team and training VIP reception. This is really cool, though. We got bus to Epcot, taken backstage. Mm-hmm. We had this huge VIP reception in the Living with the Seas pavilion. And there's apparently this gorgeous, very dated, but gorgeous reception area overlooking the uh, aquariums. And you can look into the aquariums from there. And we had this whole really nice hosted bar and appetizers for everybody who raised $10,000. And then Ariel and Eric came by for photos with everybody. And that was very fitting. Of course, under the sea. Bad taste on that thing, though. They did serve fried calamari in the aquarium. this happened to you when you worked for ABC Studios. I know, every time I go there. They serve sushi. Yes. And this is the same story. I was like, you've said this story before when we had Chris Swindle on and he was talking about being crushed. And he had a similar experience like promoting that attraction. And they were also serving seafood for his little event there. So 
That's funny. Somebody at Disney has a really twisted sense of humor when it comes to the culinary offerings at the Living with the Seas Pavilion. Living with the Seas Pavilion. You're looking so, at the sea. You want to eat the sea. It's just all the same yeah, thing. Yeah, all the things. You know, mm-hmm, fishy looks tasty. So anyway, back to Three Bridges. So we got there purposely right at 430 because we needed to sit, eat, and then we had to get on a bus to go to this thing. Mm-hmm. So we got in line probably at like 425 and we were able to get that first group that was sat at the restaurant. But when we left at like 545, there was a huge line down the bridge of people trying to get in. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. That's a really good tip. If you want to eat there, go a little bit before 4.30. Definitely go. Like if you're staying at Coronado, I wouldn't make the trip to Coronado just to eat there. But if you're having a resort mm-hmm. day at Coronado, you've had lunch at the pool or you went to quick service or something, go do this for dinner. It's different. Cool. Okay. Did you eat anywhere else at Coronado? We didn't eat anywhere else at Coronado, but we did eat at a couple other resorts this trip because it was such a long trip and we didn't do the parks every day. Mm -hmm. We spent a little more time hanging out and hopping around resorts a little bit. So we did go back to an old favorite, and this is Sebastian's Bistro over at Caribbean Beach. I still think this is the best kept secret at Walt Disney World for dining because it is so affordable in terms of Disney pricing, $38 an adult, $20 a kid, a young kid that's not going to eat very much, totally free. They'll even bring out a little mac and cheese or something for them, and they didn't charge for it. $38 an adult, wild for the amount of food you get. So they start you off with some really good bread with these cheddar biscuits with amazing honey butter with them, which is so good. Mm. And then they bring out this amazing Caribbean style salads. It's got a lot of fruit with it and all these other things with the salad and so good. Then they bring out the platter. <laughs> I am telling you, this is wild. Also because you know our trick since Kurt's a vegetarian and I'm the meat eater, we order one of the vegetarians. Yeah, they bring out one, one of each. They, they bring out all the things. So yeah. this was wild. It had chicken and beef and fish and sides of all kinds like just on this plate and it was so much food kurtz had the impossible versions of all those things on his plate and they were delicious rice beans all Mm -hmm. these sides and then if you went through all that which i don't know how one human being could possibly go through that entire plate of food they bring you yeah you could ask for more but then they bring out dessert which is this amazing bread pudding style dessert with hot caramel sauce that you pour on top of it and some vanilla ice cream. And it is so good. The food is amazing. It's this cute restaurant on the water right there at Caribbean Beach. I've never not been able to get a last minute reservation there because I think it's just so far off the beaten path for people that they don't go. Cannot recommend this place more. Like, again, 10 out of 10. We'll go there almost every trip we go. It's just, it's so great. I can't say enough about it. I really want to try it. I haven't been there before, but I haven't been to Caribbean Beach in a long time, as we talked about in the last episode. I haven't been there since I was a kid, but I've never had any reason to go there either. And maybe you're giving me a reason because that sounds really good. By the way, I know one of our listeners, Heather, who I've known for a while, she just sent me some photos today. Uh, She just stayed at the Caribbean Beach and saw the new rooms and they do look really cool. They have like a little mermaid theme to them. They've got she stayed in one of those fifth sleepers, so yeah. a little pull down like kids bed was there too and really cute artwork. It's very light, like white trim around the beds and everything and 
nice compared to like the super dark wood colors in a lot of other places. So I think it looks a lot better. I still wish they would just repaint some of those insanely pastel buildings. It gives me that Motel 6 vibe all the time. Yeah. So we also, since we're over at Caribbean Beach, we might as well just go right down the sidewalk to Riviera on our bonus day at Disney World because of Bad flights. Yeah. We were having a rough night the night before, so I decided to treat Noah. And somehow, this tells you how not busy the parks were after the marathon. Somehow, that morning was able to get a breakfast reservation at Topolino's Terrace for the character breakfast. Amazing. Yeah. I love it. Ooh, did Noah get the kids' meal that has the little dippers, the little waffle dippers, and they have the different um, like chocolate and syrup yep. and stuff? Oh, yep. that's so good and so cute. So good. It's such a great character breakfast. The food was great. I had steak and eggs, and it was amazing. The characters were amazing. Noah interacted with them so much, and they were interacting with him. And then... Some shade happened. Okay. Mm. Daisy and Donald had a fight in front of us. Spill it. Spill that Daisy was not having it. Daisy was salty. So Donald was flirting with some other girl. (gasps) Daisy saw it. And Daisy Daisy literally, I did not get my phone out fast enough to record this. And I feel like that is my failure in life now. Daisy leans back against a wall, crosses her arms, and starts shaking her head, staring at Donald. And then she starts doing the, like, I love it. See you. And then she's like, What? What? Like, Donald looked at her and she was like, Shrugging. Like, what? It was great. They put on a little show. Donald and Daisy had a fight. Daisy got jealous. And Donald had to come over and grovel to Daisy. And it was great. It was great. (laughs) I just, I can't even explain it. It was really, they were really having it. So, super fun. Great brunch. It's very expensive for breakfast. We spent well over a hundred dollars. Yeah. It's the opposite of Sebastian's. Yeah, yeah. Just with one adult, one kid spent well over a hundred dollars for breakfast. I will full on admit I was having a day, so dad had a Paloma. Dad needed a cocktail to just <laughs> chill things out. Which added to the price because those aren't included. But you do get coffee and water. And they also have this amazing juice that they give you. And it's like orange guava apple. I don't even know what other juices they put in there. And it is absolutely delicious. And you can also get that as a mimosa. Oh, I think I maybe got that now that you're saying that. I definitely got a mimosa. And I think I got something tropical in it. But it's not the pog juice that they have at like Animal Kingdom. No, No, okay. Similar probably. It probably is the exact same thing. They just call it something different. Something different. So that was a lot of fun. We did do one other character breakfast and we did Chef Mickey's with my aunt when she came into town. Not great. Oh, that's very coveted. Well, tell us because I have my opinions about Chef Mickey's and I want you to know that I haven't eaten there since having a child. I went there as an adult. I worked. I worked at one time. But I don't like this environment. I think it's really noisy. It's one of those ones where they always have the characters every few minutes like dancing and whooping and hollering. So I personally just don't like it for the overstimulus that is that breakfast experience. But you tell me, what did you think? So we went there for dinner. And let's just set the scene so everybody knows in case you haven't been there before. It is in the Contemporary Resort. And if you've been in the Contemporary Resort, you know it is a big hollow building because of how it's built in that pyramid style. And it's all open all the way up. Well, Chef Mickey sits on that main floor of amenities, I guess you could say, at the hotel. Yeah. And it's not built in like its own restaurant. It's open all the way up. Yeah. Right. So you can hear it and it's loud in there and it's echoey. It's very dated. 
Like the whole restaurant was dated. Yes. It was chaos. Granted, we were there with a two-year-old, but all Noah wanted to do was see the characters. And then he ate and like watched his iPad a little so my aunt and I could talk, mm-hmm. which was great. But like as soon as the characters came over, he didn't care about the iPad and he was playing with the characters, right? Yeah. The food was awful. Like we oh, had dinner no. there. It was just bad. Not good food. Didn't taste good. Felt cheap. The whole thing felt cheap. Yeah. I can't tell you what we paid because my aunt and her family picked up the tab that night and I didn't even get to look. So I didn't even see what the bill was. And I don't know if I want to know, but I think you're going to tell me. Oh, you're going to know. I'm <laughs> going to tell you right now. It is presently for dinner at Chef Mickey's $66 per adult and $41 per child. Holy. Now, just to also... <laughs> So you guys know, if you do the breakfast there, it's $54 per adult and $34 per child. So it's really pretty much the same (sighs) price, but that is wild. Okay, skip it. Everybody, skip it. There are other better character breakfasts. Cape May Cafe for a character breakfast. Do Tusker House. which you just described. Like, there are plenty of other character breakfasts. They're going to be way better food, more worth your money. And also the character interactions are better. The place is so big at Chef Mickey's. The characters were at the table for like half a second. It just, it was very disappointing and not worth it. Yeah. That said, if my aunt is listening, we did very much enjoy going. And I was so glad that we got to see you and catch up. And thank you for dinner. But when you think about the other character meals that they offer, this one was definitely like, I think it needs to undergo a big change. I feel the same way about Goofy's Kitchen. and They're basically the same experience. Yeah. Goofy's Kitchen is at the Disneyland Hotel here in California. And aside from it being maybe slightly better in the sense that it is away from the rest of the lobby, like it's not a part of the lobby, which is what it is at the Contemporary. It's just like smack dab in the middle of everything. So it's super noisy because of the structure of the Contemporary. That being said, we did it last year with you guys. You didn't go with us, but it was the same time we were all there. And I found it to be overall just okay. The food was, there were some unique choices, but it was just so loud. And like every two seconds, a new character was out, but it was like, get up and dance and shake your napkin and go crazy and whoop and holler. Uh, I I didn't need that. I didn't need that in my life. So I agree with you. Not a big fan of that style. Yeah, I would pass. Okay. So those were all of the really non-park dining that we did. We did go out to Disney Springs and have a really, I won't get into it because it's it's basically a generic restaurant, but it was really nice. We went to the brand new summer house on the lake at Disney Springs, which is a take on, it's the same restaurant that you do have out in L.A. There is a summer house out in L.A., I believe. I don't know if you've ever been, but summer house on the lake was nice. The food was great. The service was awful. It took nearly an hour to get our food after we ordered. So keep mm. that in mind. I think they're still working out their kinks. The That's restaurant's huge. And I don't think they've quite figured out how to run that place yet. But not worth it if you're going to sit inside. Worth it if you can wait and get a table outside on the water. Okay. Then I think you're okay because you're going to have some drinks and hang out. Other than that, we hit the parks. And we did a mix of quick service and some sit-down dining. Mm-hmm. So let's start with the quick service in the parks. We have quickly learned we are very much quick service people. Having a two-year-old, it just works. And I got to say, why everybody is not mobile ordering everything when you do quick service, I, it blows my mind. Like, 
Just mobile order. Just mobile order. We've talked about this on the podcast multiple times. I don't know if I want to keep saying this to people, but you know what? If, you, if you're not already mobile ordering, then that's on you and you haven't been listening to this podcast for long enough because you should be doing that. It makes everything so much simpler. I think the trick is, and this is all on your own mentality, you have to mobile order like at minimum 20 minutes to an hour before you actually want to eat. So if you're like, I'm getting hungry. Not anymore. You think you can do it in five minutes? Sometimes you can do a, something right now. Maybe that's more of a Disneyland thing. Yeah. I notice that people are savvy to it because we're smarter. We're Californians. We're smarter, <laughs> obviously. Just kidding. Yeah. In Florida, every quick service we ordered, we could order right when we wanted it. It was fine. I agree with you because me and my crazy brain, we all know me, I was really like, oh, we got to order all of our stuff earlier in the day because they're going to run out of windows. And no, it was fine the whole day. Everywhere we did mobile ordering. That's great. So we did mobile order at most of the parks. I think all but Hollywood Studios. And I got to say, highlights and lowlights. A very big lowlight was our first one. We were at Magic Kingdom on the first day. We wanted to get breakfast. They've added all of these breakfast options to quick service in Magic Kingdom now, which they didn't used to have. Like, you can get a sausage, egg, and cheese on a bagel over at this little popcorn stand kind of in between Cinderella's Castle and Tomorrowland. Yeah. Right? There's, like, a random stand there that has sausage, egg, and cheese bagels now. We got there. They were sold out. (laughs) And this was at, like, 9 o'clock in the morning. Couldn't get one. Similar other places. We finally just ordered... Like a Disney loves them, some tater tots with eggs. Oh, yeah. So they had that over in Tomorrowland. And we were like, great, we'll mobile order a couple of hot coffees because it was freezing that morning. And these egg things, we get there. They were out of coffees. Yeah. So she said, you need to go walk over, take this piece of paper, walk over to this other quick service place and they'll give you a coffee. And I was like, no, just refund my coffees. And they wouldn't. But then the manager just said, where are you sitting? I said, over there. She goes, don't worry about it. I'll go get it. She walked clear across to Marlene and brought us two coffees. It was really sweet. So, Oh, that's so great. That's so nice. Made up for that. A little nice gesture that they did. Yeah. Disappointing quick service was at Magic Kingdom, though. Oh, really? So you have all heard me rave about Sleepy Hollow. Yeah. And rave about the chicken and waffles with the chips. Yes. So I went. I was all excited. I was all excited. Get on my little phone. I'm like, oh, it is chicken and waffle time. I've been waiting months for this. Order it. Y'all, they have shrunk their portion sizes. Like, laughable. Like, it was like a chicken nugget on a giant waffle. Really? With a little dash of coleslaw. Yeah, That's it used so... to be like a full chicken cutlet. Yeah, it was And huge. now it's literally like an overgrown chicken nugget with a little coleslaw on the waffle. Super tiny, super disappointing. Hopefully it was a fluke, but yeah, same price, same everything. Just very disappointing. That's a bummer. Well, now I need to know if the Nutella and fruit waffle is just as disappointing or if it's still as glorious as I remember. they're like, here's a little. Yeah, just a dollop of Nutella. It's supposed to be smeared. It's supposed to be like. One slice of banana. (laughs) No, when I got this thing, it was like a whole jar of Nutella was just spread on a giant Belgian waffle. 
It was glorious. So I hope it's still- the cutbacks. Maybe not. Oh, maybe not. You do remember what some executive from Disney did say that they're going to have smaller portions. And maybe do you remember this when this executive said, yes, I think it was Bob Chapek. No, it wasn't Bob. It was somebody who worked for Bob. And they said, maybe it'll do our customers some good if they had smaller portion sizes. Who says that? Wow. Like what? Out of touch CEOs. That's ridiculous. Yeah. Wow. So we did that. I have to just give a shout out to a cast member at Animal Kingdom. This is my last thing to say in quick service. Noah and I were solo at Animal Kingdom. We mobile ordered from the barbecue. You know that coming out of Dino Land, there's that barbecue spot. Oh, yeah. So we mobile ordered from there because Noah wanted a hot dog. He was like, I want a hot dog. I want a hot dog. So I was looking to see where they had them. They had them there. So we got a hot dog, a salad, some French fries, and beer for dad. Well, did not put two and two in my head, pushing a stroller while also carrying a tray of food and then wandering around a crowded seating area to try to find a table was not going to go very well. Oh, no. You spill it? Did you (sighs) drop it? Oh, no. So I start like heading over to where the ramp is to get up to the seating area because this is a beautiful seating area for quick service at Animal Kingdom. And it's tucked away behind these trees and it's tiered all the way down to the water. Yeah. Right. But there are stairs and ramps involved to get there. When you are solo with a stroller and a tray of food with a beer on the tray of food doesn't work well. This incredible cast member sees me. She comes up to me and she goes, hand me your tray of food. She goes, we're going to go all the way down to the bottom. There's plenty of tables down there. We'll get you all set. I got you. Don't worry about it. She carried the tray of food all the way down so I could push Noah down there. She sat the tray of food on the table. She walked over, got us a high chair, put it there. She went over. She got napkins and forks and knives and ketchup and all the things we could possibly need and brought it all over and just helped us get all situated because she saw I was there by myself with them. And I thought... Thank you. That's, and I did thank her. And I left a cast compliment for her on the app because she went that's awesome. out of her way to help us out. So that is awesome. Thank you to lovely cast member at Animal Kingdom. I really hope with those cast compliments that they get something when people take the time to do it. I have an answer that you're not going to like. When I oh, used no. to work at Disney, it was a physical cast compliment because the Internet was like not even really a thing when I worked at Disney, but um, there would be like comment cards and people could write and say, you know, I met Joe at this location and he was so great. Ryan would get these all the time. And then he could put the physical card into like a lottery or a raffle system and they would pull one out. And the winner for the week would get a free Disney cruise paid for by Disney, which was so cool. What? So wild. When I was there, I'm always a big advocate, and I still am. You guys still keep doing this because you can put the cast compliments easily in the app and do it right away when you still remember the name because it asks you a few things like first name and what area of the park or resort did you meet this person. So I did that on the girls' trip I did in May 2022. So if this news has changed, know that this is May 2022 update. We saw this really lovely woman at Animal Kingdom Lodge. She was out on the savannah telling us all about these animals. You could tell she was probably in her early 70s. And she was Ellie from Up, like her and Carl. Like she was telling us that her husband worked there. And he was like one of the guys who fed the animals. And she loved this job so much. 
So we told her, we're like, we're going to give you a cast compliment. So I'm a former cast member. I hope that means that you get like to win something big. I remember they used to give away cruises when I worked here. And she goes, oh, yeah, they don't do that anymore. That would be lovely if they do. Instead, they just kind of tell us that somebody said something nice, which is really great. I still love it. But they've done away with all the like extra prizes and incentives. They should do something because if you have impressed a guest to the point where they will get out their phone, go to the cast compliment thing and type in a comment about it. You've earned something totally like you. You've gone above and beyond. Like maybe it helps them eventually like get those blue name tags, right? Those like you're a rock star cast member or something. I don't know. That's just I hope I'd like to hope that it does something. Yeah, me too. Okay, so that was our quick service. The food was standard quick service food. Don't need to get into it. We all know what a burger tastes like. So we then we ate at two more restaurants. Mm-hmm. Uh, after the marathon, we did go to Space 220. Mm-hmm. I was so looking forward to this. After having them 48 miles, we were going to go to Space 220. Oh, learn a quick lesson. Do not go have a nice fancy meal <laughs> after running a marathon. Oh, no. I got to say, I got to say, we got there. It was a very different experience. They've changed the menu since we went before. Probably has changed since you went there. Very, very expensive lunch as usual. I went with the steak. It was okay. Like, it was just fine. You're paying for the experience. And I will have to say, Noah was super into the screens for about five minutes. Yeah. And then over it. And we tried, we really talked it up in the elevator. We're like, no, we're going to space, blah, blah, blah. I think the two-year-old saw through it. This is your second poor attempt with Space 220 because I remember you went right when it had first opened and you went with a Noah who was probably under two, maybe more like a year and a half old. Yeah, he was about a year and a half. He was screaming the whole time. I remember you sending me videos and he is screaming in the background and you guys are both trying to hold him and it was he was just having a bad go. So I'm bummed to hear that this kind of happened again. But Noah was fine. He was totally into it. It was more me. I could barely walk. Oh, I thought you were saying he was not interested after the screens were done. No, he just wanted to like watch his iPad basically after he was over the screens and he just wanted to watch his iPad. But I was in so much pain after having run that race. I've been dealing with an injury. It flared up like it was just it was not good. I was hot. I was cold. Like it was like it was just a bad call all around. I also have to say it felt very rushed. Like they're trying to turn the tables in there. Mm. And you got Disney, you got to stop this. With a restaurant where people are paying that much money, let them enjoy their meal. Like don't check in every 30 seconds to see if they're ready to have their plate taken away. Things like that. Like it's a fine dining experience. Yeah. Let it be that. Like let people have that. But I do want to end all this on a high note. And I think it's quickly become one of my favorite restaurants. And I think you all loved it. Which one? Do you know where I'm going? No. Which one are you talking about? Roundup Rodeo. Oh, yeah. We did. We loved it. This is the Toy Story themed barbecue joint over in Toy Story Land at Hollywood Studios. Yep. Yep. It is quickly becoming one of my favorite restaurants in Disney World. The theming is amazing. Noah was just the whole time. Oh, my gosh. Look at this. Look at that. The server was on his game, like playing along with the whole thing, saying all the things. And I do love, like the food's great. We've talked about the food there before. We mm-hmm. don't need to get into it. It's just really, actually really good barbecue. I will say they've made one update to the menu okay. since we were there. 
and since you were there probably. So it used to be you had to choose two sides or something like that yeah. out of the five that they offered. Yeah. They've just given up. Now they bring them all. Oh, just smaller just portions all of all of them or? No, same size. We okay. had so many sides. It was crazy. Like same size. They just bring them all. I think they probably get tired of people just asking yeah. for all of them that they've changed the menu. Doesn't say pick two anymore. It just says you're going to get. I like that. All these sides. And they're so good. I like that. So much fun. And I just, my favorite thing about eating there is when Andy's coming and everybody plays along. Everybody freezes. And watching Noah's face when everybody did this, that he was like, oh. I have to freeze. Like he got it. And it was so, it was really cute. Yeah. Such a good memory that we're going to have from that. Ray liked that too. I think my review, I remember this from last year when we talked about it. I loved the food. I am a miserable person to take when I'm just one of two adults eating an all you care to enjoy meal. I can't eat that much. (laughs) I'm just not going to do it. Like don't take me to a buffet. All my girlfriends know that we try to avoid those actively when we go to Vegas because I'm just not going to be worth my dollar amount in in food weight. So we don't do it very often. I think it, when I go again to the parks and it's an adults only trip, I think we're going to do a girlfriend's trip at the end of the year. That's when I'll go back to Rodeo yeah. Roundup and I'll be going with Kim, fan favorite Kim who's a vegetarian. So we'll use your tip from earlier where we'll get her food and then we'll get our food, but we'll all get to kind of try a little bit of everything. So hot tip on that. There's so many of you going on that trip. Tell them that two of you are vegetarians and then you'll get the full size vegetarian thing and the full size meat thing. And they'll keep bringing more if you want more. Okay. If you're just one, they bring out a personal size of the vegetarian. Oh, okay. So, but you all want to try it because they have an incredible cauliflower on the veggie plate. Yeah. Yeah. So just pretend like Kim in one of the Sierras is a vegetarian and you'll be good to go. There we go. That sounds good. (laughs) Well, good. Okay. Well, so then give me your top. I think you maybe just told us your favorite, but give us your favorite must you. I would eat this again tomorrow. I would make this reservation or go eat this and give us your this would be never again. I'll never eat there again. Top is Sebastian's Bistro. Okay. Tried and true. It is hands down my favorite hidden gem of a restaurant at Walt Disney World. Like, it's just so good. Never again. Ooh, I'm going to have to go to Chef Mickey's. Mm. Yeah. Never again. There's plenty of other better character breakfasts. That says a lot coming from a man who had taken a almost three-year-old. So, like, that's the prime age to be going there. And he's saying, no, thank you. That cost is just wild how much it is. It's astronomical. That is insane. Because you could go spend that for a meal, like a really nice meal, like California Grill. Yeah. Or something. Yeah. Right? Like, that's wild. That really is. Also, is that's wild, like the new saying right now? Is this the thing everybody's saying? Because I feel like I've said it a lot in the last two weeks. I'm like, that's wild. I say it. Well, I just said it. I say it a lot, and I've said it a lot on this podcast. I've been saying it for a while, so I don't know. Maybe I have influenced you, or maybe the... The t- Maybe the TikToks. Have, I Should don't know. we stop trying to make wild happen? Oh, hey, did I tell you I went and saw the new Mean Girls movie over <laughs> the last weekend? No, is it good? Yeah, I went with Kim and Carly. It was really fun. We had a blast. Carly had seen it on Broadway, so she said she was really grateful to have seen it before and then seeing these scenes. And she's like, yeah, there were just like little things. I knew how they did it on the stage versus this movie. But my goodness, those girls are all amazing. They're all great. I think they did a really good job of adapting 
the jokes to be contemporary without losing some of the like classic jokes. We still had some really good classic ones in there. So yeah, yeah, I liked it. I thought it was fun. Speaking of Mean Girls, by the way, this podcast has now become a Mean Girls podcast. Speaking of Mean Girls, Jonathan Bennett is in Spam a lot on Broadway now. Oh, really? Which I'm super excited about. Are you going to go see? Yeah. Jonathan Bennett was the hot guy, the hot love interest on um, the original Mean Girls. Yeah. Yeah, I really do want to go see it. Like, I follow him on Instagram, and he's been, like, posting about learning the show, and he's never been on Broadway before. And this is what makes actual actors in New York City furious that, like, he's a pseudo celebrity and suddenly gets plopped into a show that probably hundreds of guys tried out for that role. And now he gets it because he's got a social media following. Wow. It happens. It happens to the best of them. But yeah, no, it's really good. I do recommend it. It was a fun, a fun movie to watch. A good Friday night movie to see. So, yep. Yep. He's somebody Kim should have on her new podcast. Oh, yeah. Oh, by the way, folks, Kim dropped her podcast called Kim Moffat is a fan. She's got two episodes out. I think I linked it on our stories, but I'll do it again for you all because it's really fun. She had Andrea Barber, who plays Kimmy Gibbler, on in her first episode. And then Marla Sokoloff, who played Gia, also on Full House, on for the second one. And it's pretty huh. great. And I learned that. I think there's a theme. There is a theme. I think the theme is ending soon but then it probably will reprise because we know that kim worked on full house or fuller house so she will probably be having more of those guests but what i did learn that i am going to shame her for is that i learned via marla sokoloff that kim has been putting dry shampoo in her hair and then just leaving it there She's not like shaking it out and cleaning it out which is what you're supposed to do i know this means nothing to you adam but I yeah, like I'm, was I'm cooking like, dinner what? as I heard this on the podcast and just stopped and started laughing uncontrollably because I'm pretty sure I've shared a hotel before <laughs> and I've watched Kim put dry shampoo in her hair and I guess I never saw what she did. But she's like trying to wear it and then be like, well, it kind of like makes your hair a little grayish <laughs> when you put it on. It's like powder, like baby powder. And um, you're supposed to shake it out because it's shampoo. Oh, and she's Kim. just wearing it in her hair. Kim. God bless you, Kim. Oh, now I know what I get to shame Kim about next time she's on the podcast. There you go. Dry shampoo. Now everybody knows it. So you don't even have to go listen to that episode. But you should because Marla Sokoloff is great. And obviously Kim <laughs> is um, a fan favorite and delightful. But yes, Kim Moffat is a fan. Yeah. All right. Well, we should stop talking because this is turning into the after show. But all that said, hey, if you want to go eat at these amazing little restaurants that we just talked about, call Dana. She'll book you a trip. You can eat at the great little restaurants. She'll get you all set. She will tee up Sebastian's Bistro for you, and you'll be good to go. I surely will. All right, folks. With that, have a great week, and we'll talk to you guys next week. See ya. See ya.